Hey everyone, welcome to the Canine Culture Podcast, where we talk about everything dog. Q and A's with veterinarian professionals, rescue operators, everyday topics. We cover everything dog on this podcast. So make sure you subscribe to the Canine Culture Podcast on your favorite podcast platform, and make sure you're following us on social media on both Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again for listening. Now here's that next episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Canine Culture Podcast. This is your host, Brittany, and we have two special guests with us today from Swamp Haven. So welcome to the podcast, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. All right. So introduce um, both of you. Go ahead and tell everyone who you are and what you guys do. Yeah. um, So I'm Chelsea and I'm Tori. Yes. And we own and run and do everything with Swamp Haven Rescue. (laughs) So tell us about Swamp Haven. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. um, So Swamp Haven, we are a local foster-based rescue. We are a little on the smaller side. Um, When Tori and I say that we do everything, (laughs) it's just the two of us. (laughs) Um, So we go and we pull from like shelters across like locally, but probably like two-ish hours away that, and we pull dogs that are at risk for euthanasia, whether it be space, health issues, stuff like that. We introduce them as new swampies and we get them healthy and rehabilitated and into new homes. So, and just for everyone listening, when you say local, you guys are St. Augustine, Florida. Mm -hmm. And so you're covering basically Northeast Florida for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. We have like, we've traveled to like Tampa, Gainesville. We're definitely open to going further, but we end up kind of middle of the state usually needs a lot of help. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So how did you guys kind of get started or, you know, even come up with the name? I kind of know the the play on the words, but just for everyone listening. So how, how did you guys get into this? Yeah. So we, um, we actually took over Swamp Haven from another lady who ran it originally. Mm -hmm. Um, so Chelsea and I actually both manage a dog boarding place. So we, we're just in the dog world and fell in love with dogs. And it started out with like a customer not being able to keep their dog any longer. And they were like, listen, my dog loves it here. Like, can you guys help? So we helped rehome a dog. And then it kind of, we'd help another rescue with like, oh, you want to board for a little bit. And it kind of spiraled to us being like, oh my gosh, like we want to help dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, So we started fostering for Swamp Haven and like other rescues. And we just saw all these different ways. Every rescue does it a little differently. And we were like, we have some great ideas. Like we want to help. Um, and then the lady who ran Swamp Haven, you know, kind of passed the torch on to us. So, um, we really followed a lot of the same principles Swamp Haven has always followed, but expanded Mm -hmm. on it for sure. Um, and you know, it's Florida, it's swampy (laughs) and, uh, and, you know, we want to have a Haven for dogs, a safe spot for them. And it ends up being like a cute nickname because we get a lot of just mutt dogs. So there are swamp dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. I love that. So, and you said you're foster based, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever you guys get a dog, you go to the shelter, you bail them out. Mm-hmm. Um, they become a swampy. And then mm-hmm. do you guys keep them for a little bit and then place them with a foster? Or do you already have a foster in mind when you go get someone? Typically, ideally, we'd love to have enough fosters to where it's like this foster home is open. Let's go pick out this type of dog for that home. Unfortunately, as with most rescues right now, we are struggling to find foster homes. 
So right now it's, we go pick them up from the shelter. They come to where we work actually. Um, and they board there for a couple of weeks, which lets us really get to know them. They get to meet a ton of different staff. We get to help socialize them with other dogs and really kind of focus on, you know, what type of needs that they have first before we place them in a home so mm -hmm. that we know this dog needs, you know, special, he needs a quiet place and no other animals and stuff like that. So we know that ahead of time before we're putting, you know, a dog in a home that he's not going to thrive in. Okay. So them boarding really lets us kind of get to know any other quirks and personality stuff that would kind of help place him in the proper foster home. Yeah, that makes sense. You guys are in a good position to, you know, have them at that boarding facility and analyze, yeah. are they reactive? Um, are right. they, can they be around other dogs? You know, are they food aggressive? That type of mm -hmm. thing. How many fosters do you guys have? It fluctuates um, because sometimes we'll have people who will reach out about a specific dog to foster, but then they like, oh, it's a one-time thing, you know, but we have a couple of fosters who they foster pretty constantly for us. So, I mean, we top out at probably, or like this year we took in the most dogs at one time and we were at 22 dogs, okay. which doesn't like sound like a lot, but it is when you're like almost all those dogs had like heartworms or some other medical like long process that we had to take care of so um we're always looking for new fosters for sure that's a big thing for us yeah and then how do people become a foster what's that process yeah um so we have like on our website we have like hey how can you help foster is like number one top priority because like that's really where we need help the most but a lot of our dogs find foster homes honestly, through social media, uh, we have a really big Instagram following, which we're really grateful for and word of mouth, just like, Hey, my friend adopted from you guys. And I'd love to be able to help out. Can I foster? Um, and we, you know, thankfully we, Tori and I are very social and we like to talk to everyone. Yeah. So by the time we've kind of talked to someone about what it means to be a foster and kind of all that responsibility, we can kind of already tell like, okay, this is going to work out. Mm -hmm. um, but we do have a pretty in-depth foster application where we're contacting, like we're asking any type of dogs or animals in general that you have history with. What vet do you go to? Are your animals vetted and totally up to date? Like if you're renting, we contact your landlord and we ask for references and we do call all these people because we just want to make sure, you know, like these dogs are going to safe places. Mm -hmm. And would you say the adoption process is similar to the foster process? So application, yeah. calling references. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think people understand, you know, I'm in so many different groups on social media where they're like, oh my gosh, the rescue never got back to me. And it might be a cute little fluffy, small three or four year old dog where there's 300 applications, <laughs> right? People don't understand like, you know, something like Swamp Haven, there's two of you, you know, and mm -hmm. you have to review those. And then th the flip side of it is not everyone is a great fit for every dog, you know? Right. So, um, you know, someone who is traveling a lot probably can't take in a senior that's a diabetic. Right, and so- exactly. I think people kind of misunderstand the adoption process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think too, for us, like we, we are on the smaller side. We can kind of take a little more time when we need to for certain dogs. So, you know, I want it to be the best fit for that dog too, not just that person. You know, we, if, if you're 
looking for a super active dog, you know, we're going to help you find that because we've gotten to know the dogs that we have. We know how they are in homes and out in the world. Um, so it's really nice because it is kind of more, it's like a matchmaking kind yeah. of, kind of <laughs> yeah. thing more than anything else, you know? Yeah. And yeah. we've had people, if they reach out about a certain dog, but they're saying, Hey, I want to come meet, you know, Blanche, but I'm looking for a dog that's like this. We know enough to know like, Hey, maybe Blanche doesn't fit what you're looking for, but here are these other dogs that would absolutely kind of fit the personality traits that you're looking for. And like Tori said, it is very much like, it feels like matchmaking a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, we have people that fill out applications that are amazing and we'll keep those applications on file. If we finally, you know, get a dog that we feel like is really going to fit their household, stuff like that. We do that too. So. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, you guys really are like, um, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to say the name of any dating apps. I might get in trouble. I won't say it. <laughs> yeah. I'll just move yeah. on. I, that <laughs> popped into my mind. I was like, oh, I can't say that probably. <laughs> um, so what are some of the needs that you guys have right now? So obviously number one, you guys need fosters. Uh, yeah. what else do you guys need? So we honestly, you know, I, I hate to say like, oh, donations, but that, that is a huge thing, you know, especially just vet care alone. Mm -hmm. Like, because I said, one of the things we do is like recently we took an old hound that was set to be like, she was number one on the euthanasia list. The place was full, but she was up there because she was senior and she had a bunch of lumps and bumps that they were like, this could be cancer. It might not. So we decided to take her knowing full well, like it could be cancer, you know? Mm -hmm. So we had all those masses removed. We had x-rays done, like anything you can do to make sure the senior dog is healthy. It turned out everything came back great, which is wonderful. But, you know, we've had situations where well, maybe if it, if it was, we would have taken him to a specialist, you know, like right. we're, we're grateful to have the extra ability to do that for the dogs, mm-hmm. but fosters donations. And honestly, like word of mouth, you know, mm-hmm. like we're I don't think we're still learning like St. Augustine and Jacksonville everywhere. There's so many local businesses that like want to help out and be connected. And every time we go out and we do an event, we meet new people and they're like, oh, you should, you should talk to this person. And so, you know, the more connections we have, that's the more people looking at our dogs and sharing our posts. That's huge. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, word of mouth, sharing stuff on, especially Facebook. I mean, Instagram is huge, but Mm -hmm. Facebook, a lot of you know, older generational people are on Facebook and I feel like Facebook posts are able to get so many shares and like really, really get out there in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, and likes are fantastic. That means some people are seeing your stuff, but if you're, if these pleas for help are not getting shared, then like nobody else other than who has eyes on that is seeing that and knows that we need the help. So I think that's a super huge thing. It's just kind of sharing our stuff and just getting it out there. Yeah. I mean, both of my rescues came from Facebook. I saw them being shared amongst groups and different people and both of them were repeats. So I saw them more Mm -hmm. than once on my feed and really not even people I knew just kind of through this friend of this friend of this friend. And I was like, Oh, I kind of need that dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah. So I hear you. So um, anyone listening, make sure that you are sharing everything from Small yeah, Haven yeah, and please. help get these puppies at home. Yes. yes. It's amazing. You know, one share can make the difference. Yeah. So what, some of the adoptable dogs, how many do you guys have right now? 
right now we actually just counted today um so when we ended in like late november early december we did have 22 dogs in our care which is the most we've ever had um and it is just tori and i so it's a mm -hmm. lot um but thankfully right now i think we're at about 10 yeah we're okay yes so we're, yeah. we're our numbers are dwindling which is amazing are there any of those 10 that need a little extra push? They need some more eyes on them. Yes. Tori and I, we say that we have a type uh, <laughs> when it comes to kind of pulling our rescues. We are a sucker for a really sad dog and the really old dogs and the, the dogs that you know, like we have to get this dog out of here, even though you have no idea what's wrong with it. You don't know how sick it is, but you know that you have to help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in doing that, we, some of those dogs, most of them need a lot of extra help and they might not be the most appealing to a large group of people. Um, so like a lot of our seniors, like Tori was saying, we have our hound Blanche who had the mass removed and everything like that. Um, she, is one that we love eyes on. We have an old man named Herman who is like <laughs> the cutest, most playful, wonderful yeah. old man ever. And he's got like a big gummy mouth and he loves other dogs and, but he is a senior. And so he does get bypassed a lot. Even his posts, we've noticed like some of our older dogs really don't get that many likes. They don't get that many comments, stuff like that. I yeah. will say we um, we have a bonded pair right now. Um, so there were two sisters, Ducky and Cricket. They were actually uh, surrendered by a gentleman who basically was losing his home. Um, but they basically had never, they never left that yard in that house. So they were never on a leash collar, anything. So when they were at the shelter, they just shut down completely. Like we probably carried them to and from everywhere for like three weeks before they uh -huh. like slowly came out. Yeah, they couldn't, they we wouldn't walk at all. Yeah. And they very much rely on each other for everything. So we are looking for a home for them together. Um, mm -hmm. But we actually just took them to an event yesterday and they were just amazing. Like they greeted everyone, they're dog friendly. Like I know it's a lot to ask someone to adopt two dogs, but they are two very well-behaved dogs, yes. I will say yes. that. <laughs> yes. They're yeah, I, I think people have a misconception about seniors, you know, mm -hmm. um, like our little senior that we got, she, she's been a great companion. She's traveled with us. She flew in an airplane. We did the Pacific coast highway. Her and I both got car sick together. It was a bonding <laughs> moment. Um, but I mean, she, she's relatively low maintenance. Yeah. And I say that with an asterisk because she does go to acupuncture and massage and physical therapy and mm -hmm. just cause she's bougie, but yeah. otherwise all she does is sit on the couch and sleep. So you let her sleep, you let her eat and that's it. So like, she's pretty easy. And a lot of seniors are easy. They just want a home where they can be comfortable and safe. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, we have so a it, lot of people that work full time and stuff like that, yeah. that still want to adopt and seniors are such a great like feel for that type of house because like you said they are relatively easy they're you know it's not an active puppy that needs tons and tons and tons of walks and outside time and stuff like that they really just want the comfort of a home to like continue growing in you know so mm -hmm. yeah and for anyone listening I've had a few people reach out like oh I want to get my first dog what should I get what puppy should I get 
I actually think a senior is a good starting point. You're not having most of the time you're not training them. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're not having to deal with any of those puppy phases of them destroying things, um, (laughs) all the additional walks. So it's kind of a good way to get your feet wet and to learn a lot about a dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's, also like one of the most rewarding feelings, like seeing this dog be like, Oh, this is my home now, you know? Yeah. But I will say, you know, with a lot, like, especially with Swamp Haven, because we try to get to know them as much as we can in a, in a setting, a lot of people are like, Oh, well, I want a puppy because I want to, I don't want a dog with past trauma potentially, which I understand there's definitely situations where that is absolutely valid. But, you know, if, if we get to know a dog, Hey, like we had a dog who was in a foster home for probably six, eight months. And mm-hmm. I can tell you the ins and outs of that dog, like that should speak so much for itself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like this dog's yeah. potty trained, house trained, crate trained, like, likes right. this, doesn't like this. I can't tell you about that with a puppy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So do you guys have any events in like the St. Augustine or Jacksonville area for February? So nothing like set in stone right now. Um, We are, we work with a ton of of local places though, that we are talking to like quite a few different ones about, Hey, we want to set up this and maybe we can do this and do that. Um, So nothing set in stone right this second. But we do on our website, we have a total like events tab that any new events that we're doing will post up on that tab. And we're constantly letting everybody know on Instagram and Facebook, hey, this is where we're going to be. We try to stay as up to date and give people as much notice as possible with that kind of stuff. So we will definitely be updating come February. (laughs) Okay. And then tell everyone what is your website and then what's your social media handle? I mean, it's Swamp Haven for everything. Um, yeah. Instagram is Swamp Haven Rescue. Facebook, same thing. Our website is swamphaven.org. We we try to make it as simple as possible. Um, and you can just find, you know, everything about everything about any of our dogs yes. on there. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of information on our website about us too. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for all of the work that you do. And then thank you for being thank on the you. podcast. Of course. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for tuning into the canine culture podcast. Please make sure you subscribe to the canine culture podcast on your favorite podcast platform and make sure you're following us on social media. If you have any recommendations, any topics that you'd like to hear, if you know of any guests that would be good for the show, or if you yourself want to be a guest, please reach out to us. Send us an email at canineculturepodcast at gmail.com or send us a direct message on social media. Thank you for listening and please share this with any of your dog loving friends.